Do you ever find yourself yearning to look beyond the obvious and dreaming about what's possible in your next chapter? Welcome to the Next Chapter Experience. I'm your host, Jeanette Blissett, former corporate executive who turned the page to become a best-selling author, entrepreneur, designer, and lifestyle business consultant. Episodes feature me and a kaleidoscope of guests who share their journeys with wit, candor, and humor, breathing life into real talks about things that matter most. I believe we all have a fire burning within us, waiting to be unleashed and shared with the world. It may just be a matter of time. So let's get together, turn the page, and get this adventure started. Welcome to the Next Chapter Experience. I'm your host, Jeanette Blissett. Today's guest is Josh Zeppis. In a world where dreams are crushed, souls are often forgotten, and rust never sleeps, Josh Zeppis, the identity archaeologist, is on a mission to ensure talented solopreneurs turn every business first impression into a second impression by raising their ROC, return on conversation, so they can profit more without grinding more. After decades on the corporate farm as a shy, introverted engineer, he realized that the cubicle could no longer contain him, so he escaped. It was a rocky road through entrepreneurship in the financial and gym industries until he finally stopped ignoring his genius. Now he plays in it every day. When he's not digging for business gold, he flies airplanes, brews beer, runs long-distance obstacle course races, and is a semi-pro comedian. Josh, I'm looking forward to our conversation today. So I'd like to talk about what you do with clients that you work with or solopreneurs who are talented and who have been grinding away at whatever they feel their calling is. What are some of the things that you do? So let's just open it up and start doing some digging around. I understand from your background that you spent time in the corporate environment as an engineer and you dutifully went to work every day, did the work, played the role, and then at some point you made a decision. Can we talk about what actually inspired that decision and what you did as a result of it? Yeah, absolutely. I like to say I lived a shy you know, some people say I lived a lie my entire life. I lived a shy my entire life because I just did what I was told. I was the good soldier. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. I was obedient. Follow the rules. Keep your head down, Josh. Don't make waves and just work a good, safe, secure job. And that's success. And I did that. I did that. I spent 20 years in corporate as a shy, negative, skeptical, introverted engineer, not talking to the public in my own little cubicle. Worked my way through the company, though. I was successful in terms of what most people would think. Multi, multi six figure manager, stock options, parking space, blah, 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 all that stuff. And then one day, kind of everything I thought was right wasn't so right. I wasn't as wealthy as I wanted to be. I wasn't as happy as I needed to be. And I wasn't free. And that was what did it for me. Freedom today is my favorite effort. I had a different favorite effort back then. I'll let people figure out what that was. But I was, something wasn't right. And I got a wake up call that I wasn't going to be able to retire ever mathematically, not an opinion, not someone's, oh, that just, it's not going to work. I actually did the math and it would be mathematically impossible if in 30 more years, best case scenario for me to retire. And I was like, holy crap, wait a minute. So that made me mad, right? When I realized my retirement plan 
wasn't going to work mathematically. That made me mad. But here's what really pissed me off. And this is what launched me out of corporate America. What really pissed me off was I wasn't supposed to know that. I wasn't supposed to ask that question. I wasn't supposed to dig and do the math. I was supposed to assume it was going to work and then be surprised off my butt, right? In 30 more years when it was too late to do anything about it. And that still scares the crap out of me today. I could still be sitting in that cubicle, doing my job, enjoying what I was doing. It wasn't a bad job. It wasn't a bad company, but just thinking it was all going to work out. And I would have found out it was too late or I would have found out it was a lie when it was too late. And that just, and I know there's other people in that situation. And I said, you know what? I've got to, I've got to do something about this. I've got to help other people see what I saw because I was a friend of mine who was poking at me to do the math. He was kind of like, Hey, do the math. I'm like, nah, this is going to work. Everyone's got one. Everyone's got this retirement plan. It's like my religion, max funding it. Oh, of course it's going to work. And he poked at me for months probably about 18 months for me to finally go do it. And I did. So I'm grateful for him and for him doing that every single day. And now that responsibility feels like it's on me. How can I help people? Not, I'm not here to bash corporate. I'm not here to bash corporate America or having a job. I'm saying just understand what it is. Understand how it works. Understand that you're renting an income. You're renting an identity. You're borrowing an identity that they're not paying you as a person. They're paying the position. You're the occupant of the position. So you get the money. But the moment that you as the human battery gets worn out, they pop you out, they replace with another human, and that's what they're paying. So no judgment there. It's just understand that's how it works and accept it and use it for what you want. Or if that doesn't sound good to you, do something about it while you still have the opportunity, while you still got the chance. Let me ask you a question because I giggle about that because when I came (laughs) to a similar conclusion, mine was a little different. It wasn't the financial side of it. It was more the energy bus and how much more energy mm-hmm. I wanted to put into that particular bus going in whatever direction it was going in and the energy that I wanted to put into my own life. But during that period of time of decision-making where you knew that it was inevitable, was it, ex- was it excruciating for you during that period of time? Or how long after you came to that conclusion did you actually make the break? It was within about two years. And what happened was I got out and I left for the financial industry part-time. So I started doing part-time financial education for families, teaching them the stuff that I wish I knew about my retirement and insurance and all this stuff. And I got out into that while still doing my full-time job. And so I actually made a transition. It, I didn't just quit one day and jump ship. And, but after about seven months of doing the financial side of things part-time, I was equaling my income. I was making in corporate. And so I gave my boss, I still remember the day, I sat down in front of my boss, Alex, said, Alex, you got three months to find my replacement. No, I wasn't giving him two weeks. I gave him three months. And I think he started looking around. I think he thought I was joking because, you know, he, he you're kidding. Like he's looking for the cameras, like I'm punking him or something. And there were no cameras. They said, dude, you got to find my replacement. I'm out. Here are the reasons. Nothing personal. And you know what? They never found a replacement for me until after I left. I think they were still trying to call my bluff. And, and then when I was gone, they're like, ah, oh, crap. <laughs> I had to get someone else. So yeah. One of the things too, I said to myself when I left was if I win in life or if I lose in life, I just want it to be my fault. Because it, going back to freedom, in my opinion, is self-control. Doing what you want, when you want, how you want, why you want. I wanted to control my future. And the best analogy for it is I want to be in the driver's seat. If I crash the car, if I go too fast and I screw up and I crash the car, I'm good. I'll live with that. I'll go under the bridge here. I will live homeless if I need to, as long as it was my fault. But what I can't handle is somebody else in the driver's seat and I'm in the trunk. That's where most people are. They're not in the back seat. That's a, that's, I know the analogy like, oh, you don't want to be in the back seat or the passenger seat. No, most people are in the trunk. It's dark, it's cold. They can't see anything and they don't know who's driving. 
And that's where most people find themselves stuck in the trunk of their own car. And I said, hell, that's not going to be me anymore. I refuse. And here we are. Here we are. So when you were working in the financial services industry, consulting with families on how to better manage their finances and set some financial goals and put plans in place to reach those goals. During that period of time, were you really 100% into that or were you starting to realize that there was something else that was under the surface of that? Yes and yes. So I got into it fully behind it and I still am as far as the mission of that company and what we did. But at the same time, the company was really good about personal development. And I was surrounded by amazing mentors, people making millions of dollars a month. They were just good people too. They weren't just making a lot of money. They were good people. I've got my library here of hundreds of nonfiction personal development books. So I started digging and diving in. I want to learn everything. Why are wealthy people wealthy? What are, how do they think? How do they behave? What are successful people do different than what I was taught? And I just dove into it, dove into psychology, human behavior, success, mindset, subconscious, everything. And then from doing that, I began to outgrow that company. And I said, one day I sat down, I was like, all right, Josh, what's your genius? What do you do better than everyone else? That's your genius. What is your expertise? All this stuff, the 10,000 hours, all the skills you develop, blood, sweat, and tears. What are all those things? And then where do you really want to play? Who are you passionate in your heart to serve? And I took all those things and I crunched them together and I crystallized it into the identity archaeologist which is exactly what I do today. And it's what I will do forever. It is everything I do is based around my purpose, which is to bring humanity back to business, that no more will there be a line between being personal or being professional or business or home life. No, no, we're one person. We're going to be the same person in both lives. And it's going to make us more effective and more profitable. That's really strong. That really is. I remember I used to say to my colleagues, there's no such thing as work-life balance. Yeah, no, it shouldn't be. Look at me like I was from a different planet. That's probably the reason why I knew that I was on a different orbit because of the way I thought and looked at things. My perspective was completely different. But as it relates to that, so let's dig in a little bit more. I'd like to better understand what it is you do when you meet someone who knows that they have talent, has demonstrated that they have talent, they have had success, and they're at a stalemate, something's not really connecting. How do you work with that person? Yeah, great question. Usually people get to that point, they're missing something very important, and that's called clarity. Why do you exist? Why does your business exist? Why do you put two feet on the ground in the morning? Other than to make money, is there a higher purpose? Is there another reason than just to put food on the table, go pick up the kids from school, eat some food, take a poop, go to sleep and do that over and over again? Because one of the things that really bugs me is that so many of us tiptoe through life, hoping to make it safely to death. And to me, that's not a life. There's got to be a bigger purpose. So the number one thing is getting clarity on that. So that's the first step. And by the way, that is a digging process. That's why I'm the archaeologist. I get to dig through all the crud and crap conditioning that we're told growing up. Oh, honey, just keep your head down. There's no money in that. Just go be a doctor. Go do this. Go. We break through all that crap and we find someone's treasure. In other words, someone's uniqueness, purpose, mission, vision, stand, values, all that their story. And we bring it to the surface, right? So now now it's visible. Then we knock off all the caked on, baked on stuff. And then we polish and refine it until it shines so bright on its own. People come from thousands of miles to come see it. So first step is clarity, getting clear on what that, where that treasure is. 
and then getting it to the surface and articulating it. How do I, now that I'm clear on why I exist, Josh, how do I make sure everyone around me, my prospects, my friends, my family, my colleagues, how do I make sure they're clear on why I exist? That's what, that's really the core of what I do. You talk about return on conversation. Yeah. You know, that age-old question, what do you do? <laughs> what yeah, do you oh, do? Goodness. <laughs> that's a showstopper. We used to it call is. it the elevator pitch. You have about five to 10 seconds. People that's choke on that all the time. And I don't understand why, because you're going to get asked it. So shouldn't you be able to answer it always? But no. It's very interesting. Okay. So we have the clarity piece. Where does mindset fit into that? Oh, mindset fits in everywhere, honestly, because one of the things people don't realize is we only get in life that which we feel we deserve. Not that what we deserve, but what we feel we deserve. So it goes back to self-worth. It goes back to our identity. So mindset really comes into play when you're developing your identity and starting to raise that identity, starting to say, you know what? I do have value. I do have this expertise. I do have this genius and I can offer to the world. I can be of service and I deserve to be paid in return. It's called transfer value. You bring value to someone else they give you value back in terms of money or you can barter however you want to do it. But we have to be open for that. So mindset comes in where when we raise our identity, we have to start believing that we're actually worth the value we're providing. And that's all mindset. That all comes back to getting rid of all those limiting beliefs and all the self-doubts and the fears and the worries and what are they thinking about me and all this other stuff and being so crystal clear on the mission. Let me tell you, when you can get out of bed and you can say, this is why I get out of bed. This is the mission I'm on. Here's how I'm bringing my purpose to the world. And that's what the finish line looks like. This is the world that I'm looking to create when we get there and nothing's going to stop me. You can hop on my train. We'll go together. You can stay at the station. I'll love you the same. It's fine, but nothing's going to stop me. When you're at that point, that level of conviction, which is really, again, all mindset, you're absolutely unstoppable. Can you think of a client that you've worked with in the past or even now, who is very talented, but they do have some limiting beliefs that they have to work through. How do you actually facilitate the conversation with that person? And what are some of the things you do to help them to elevate? Yeah, yeah. So I attract a lot of folks that are, let's say, highly technical. So one of my recent clients, he does, it's called IO Psychology. So it's industrial organizational psychology. He goes into companies and he helps technical people transition to management because it's a different skill being a technical person, engineering kind of thing and getting into a management. Now you're leading people and very smart dude, very intelligent. He didn't know how to explain it in a way that attracted people that he can go into a company and speak human as I call it. Very few intellectual people, they don't tend to speak human. Human is that language that has no words. It's all emotion. It's all energy. It's basically how someone connects with you energetically, because we think we have these magic words that we're going to give all this information and people fall in love with the information, but that's not true. People buy you first, then they'll look at your product and service second. So just helping them bring in that uniqueness out into the open. I worked with him on how does he lead with that uniqueness, his brand. But really, we're talking about brand here. Get into that a little bit deeper, that brand yeah. piece. Yeah. Yeah. That, and that's the key. How do we discover his brand? So we, first of all, brand, the right way to do it, it's got to be truthful. This is not about creating some brand that everyone likes. This is about being honest. This is just saying, here's really why I care. Here's really my mission and letting that out. And when that started coming to the front of his message, instead of all the technicalities and the product features and all the, the low level energy stuff, he became mission driven. And as soon as he became mission driven, instead of product driven, everything changed. All the doors opened up, all the opportunity. He was connecting with people, loved him 
And they, of course, wanted to do business with them as a result of that, instead of the other way around where people try and introduce with their products and, hey, look at my water. Isn't this the best water in the world? This is it great? It's, here's a God in a bottle. It's off the Andes, triple ozonated, extra filtered. In I'm- sales, we always talk about features and benefits. So. Yes, that comes later though. First thing, sell the problem. If you sell the problem, then it's easy to offer the solution. Never sell your solution. So there's a little tidbit for any salespeople out there. Stop selling your solution. Nobody wants your solution. Nobody wants your water. If you can convince me I'm thirsty and that dehydration is killing my family, it's destroying my career, and it's going to put me into an early grave, I'll buy any water you have. That's what you want to sell the problem. Sell the reason why you exist. Sell why you're, are you in business. Sell your heart. And once I buy that, the rest is downhill as long as I need what you have, of course. Yeah, I appreciate that because there's a coach that I have had some interaction with and she calls her business or her approach that she serves heartpreneurs. Yes. And I was always intrigued by that yes. and her philosophy of really selling from the heart. And when you we listen to her and you see her on video, uh, you can really get the feeling that or understanding that's what she's about. But here's a drawback to your point, the grinding, getting out of that syndrome of grinding. I yeah. get probably hundreds of emails a day from entrepreneurs who are grinding away. And unfortunately, that's what we're taught in business school. We're taught it's a game of numbers. Just keep pushing your product out there, pushing your product and just grind away. And then, yeah, you've got to talk to a thousand people to get three sales, but just keep doing it. And it's like, why not be a little more efficient? What if you didn't have to grind? What if you can attract? What if it said to me, really the goal is no more selling, no more chasing, begging, convincing the typical sales process. But there's one other problem I see people struggle with. We're not willing to take a stand. We're not willing to say, this is what we stand for, which is something good maybe. And this is what we stand against this evil out there. This is what we stand against. We're so afraid to take a stand. But when we don't take a stand, we don't shine that light. We don't create that brand and say, this is why I exist. People can't find us. We can't attract anyone. So really branding and messaging is really all about no more selling. Now you're just sharing. Now you're just sharing. This is why I exist. This is what I care. Here's my mission. Here's where we're going. And people are like, yes, I like that. I appreciate it. I'm so glad you're going somewhere because people want to follow people going places, not just waffling in the wind. Man, I love you. Now, what do you have? So, right. Or I love your mission. Now tell me more about how you do it. And then you get into the product conversation on a second impression, not the first impression. Yeah. I call it the lighthouse effect. I have a whole name and to be a book (laughs) eventually. But yeah, because it seems to be a crowded space. Yeah. So to shine in that space, I think is challenging for a lot of people. So or a lot of solopreneurs or entrepreneurs who are really trying to do something different in their life or make a difference, but some actually aren't. And they're just doing what they do. I'm not sure that it all has a purpose. And that's the other thing that is a little bit of a boondoggle. Well, people I need to realize too, there's only one unique thing about their business and that's themselves. Everything else behind them is a commodity, whether they think it or not. Like a lot of people get their feathers ruffled a little when I say that. I don't care what you do. You're doing real estate, insurance, life coaching, consulting, selling widgets, whatever you're doing, I promise it's a commodity because someone can come along and do it better, faster, cheaper. However, they can't do it the way you do it. You're the only unique thing. That's the only differentiator you have, especially if you're a solopreneur. And that's why it's so key to bring that uniqueness to the front of the message. It's, I'll give you a great example. Starbucks. Everyone's heard the Starbucks example, but Starbucks has not sold a single cup of coffee in their existence. They haven't because they don't sell coffee. 
They've never sold coffee. Coffee's a commodity. If they're selling coffee, you just go to McDonald's and get a cheaper cup because coffee, they sell community. They sell the experience of community. And here's the cool part. Here's the realization part. If Starbucks sold something else, if they sold used cars or if they sold cell phones or if they sold water bottles or whatever, they'd be the exact same company. The fact that they sell coffee is completely incidental. It has nothing to do with Starbucks themselves. So Starbucks is smart because they're selling something unique. They're selling something that's consistent with what they believe. How many people out there are doing that though? And this is the challenge. So how do you accomplish that though? How do you identify your uniqueness? You get someone to help, you get someone to go in and dig. We got to dig and get, and we got to find that treasure. It's there. And that's the part. And I want to make this clear. It's not about creating. We're not creating something. We're finding the truth that already exists. There's something you care about. One of the things I would, a good starting question for people out there, if they just wanted to try this on their own and start getting the seeds going would be, what do you really want to say to the world? Unfiltered, but from a place of love and good intentions. I don't mean insulting and judging that kind of say what you want, but unfiltered. What do you really, what, how do you, what do you want to say? If you were to take your ideal prospect by the collar, someone in your heart to serve, and you were to grab them by the collar, what would you tell them like this? A truthful, like just no sugarcoating, in a way where you love them more than they're loving themselves. What would you tell them? That could be a little seedling. Start thinking about that. Start thinking about what you stand for and what you stand against. These are really good questions to start getting that clarity going and start finding out what do I, what am I willing to give my life to? What is my legacy going to be? Write your eulogy. That's another great thing. Oh, that's write scary. Your eulogy. <laughs> it's very scary. Yes. But if you want to get clarity, if you really want to see what it's about, and then here's the other, here's the caveat that really helps people. Everything's monetizable. Stop trying to figure out what to do based on what makes money. Everything is monetizable. Everything. You're not, Jeanette, you're not old enough to remember this, but there was a time when someone was selling pet rocks and there were rocks with face painted on them. And this guy made millions of dollars selling pet rocks. I'm just telling you, everything's monetizable. For sure, for sure. I do remember. I do remember that. I do remember that. Thank you for the compliment, though. (laughs) I'm glad you caught that. I remember the the dog leashes with the invisible dog. Yeah, I remember those too. Yeah. It's just, uh, hey, everything's monetizable because it's transfer of value. As long as you're providing value to another person, you're helping them with something they need. The value has to come back in return. So that cycle has to complete. Otherwise, things in nature are out of balance and that doesn't work. Start with what you want to do. If you're paid in happiness, how about this? If you're paid in happiness is now the national currency, money's gone. So the happier you are helping another person, the more wealthy you are. What would you be doing? That's another fantastic question to answer. Josh, that's a great question. And we're going to pick up where we left off in part two. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Next Chapter Experience. If you have already subscribed, rated, and left a review, or shared this podcast with a friend, many, many thanks. For questions, comments, or feedback, reach out to me at Jeanette Lissett at nextchapterexperience.com. We'll be back with more conversations, so until then, keep that fire burning.